Introducing the new way to play Daily Fantasy with Jack Market. Jack Market is where Daily Fantasy Sports becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time. Make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. Daily contests are live for NBA, PGA, and the NFL. Take control of your fantasy sports experience and download Jack Market now in the App Store. Android coming soon. We've got a rash of big-name wide receiver injuries to discuss on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fantasy Football in 15 here at The Athletic for Friday, September 11th. One NFL game in the books, 255, cross our fingers, we hope, still to go in front of us over these next four months. I am Michael Beller, joined by Derek Van Riper. DVR, big full slate of football ahead of us this weekend. How you doing on this Friday morning? Very excited as uh, we have our live stream kicking off on Sunday morning, The Athletic Fantasy Cheat Sheet. It'll be live on Twitter. Uh, we'll, of course, have links to that in our respective profiles. And uh, it's going to be 90 minutes starting at 11 a.m. Eastern each and every Sunday morning. And just looking forward to having the whole crew together to do that every week. Yeah, that is going to be great. That'll be the two of us here, me and Derek, Brandon Funston, Jake Seeley, Nando Defino. Maybe some of our beat writers will drop in. We'll have some special guests. We're all going to be coming to you, as Derek said, 11 a.m. Eastern to 12.30 p.m. Eastern every single Sunday all season long to get you ready for your fantasy matchups. And Derek and I are going to try to do that here. Unfortunately, the way we're going to have to do it is by uh, helping you wade through all the injury news that we have leading into week one. Uh, the first one, this one happened on Thursday afternoon. And you know, no word yet as to the severity of Cortland Sutton's shoulder injury, or at least what we think is a shoulder injury uh, when we are recording this. But uh, the earliest uh, reports did not sound great, also didn't sound terrible, basically made a catch came down kind of hard, stayed down for a few minutes with uh, grabbing at his shoulder and then eventually left the field with a trainer and did not return to practice. So obviously we're going to get a little bit more information on this over the next couple of days. The big thing here, Derek, is that the Broncos play on Monday night. This is the last game of week one, the Monday night nightcap, Titans and Broncos. So you might have to make a decision on Cortland Sutton without knowing for sure if he is going to play or not, are you comfortable rolling with him if, let's just say, we go into Sunday morning and he's totally questionable or a pure game-time decision? Are you comfortable leaning on him, or are you going to look in another direction? If he's unable to do anything between now and Monday and we have that full game-time decision tag entering play Sunday, I'm pretty confident in just saying, hey, let's play somebody else. The floor is pretty high with most of your first options off the bench in most leagues. Even if you're talking about a slot receiver who's going to be a five-catch, 60-yard player and it's kind of a, a TD, makes or breaks the week, you can live with that for one week. It's a pretty tough matchup for Cortland Sutton going up against the Titans anyway. And maybe I'm just being a little extra conservative to begin the season, uh, mostly because I, I look at this situation and think they don't want to risk making this worse. Cortland Sutton's an important part of this offense, but they do have plenty of other capable weapons there. Yeah, it's Jerry Judy's first game. Um, K.J. Hamler's a little dinged up right now. But they have Noah Fant at tight end, and they've got a great running game they can lean on too. So I would think they could pretty easily just flip that game plan around a little bit, go real run heavy, take some of the burden off Drew Locke that way, 
and really play it careful with Cortland Sutton this week. Yeah, I'm with you. If it's purely a game time decision and I'm really having to make my lineup decisions on Sunday and I can't wait it out till Monday, I don't have, you know, Sutton and Judy and I was planning on benching Judy, then I would sit Sutton down and go with the first receiver off my bench. If I if that does describe you and there's got to be someone out there listening to this who has Sutton and Judy and was planning on just sitting Judy, I would wait it out then for Sutton and if Sutton doesn't play you throw Judy in. Are we more, I I guess that's not the right way to say it because of course we're a little bit more confident in what Judy can do without Sutton on the field should get more volume. But now if you are a Judy owner and let's say realistically, Judy is your wide receiver five, maybe at best your wide receiver four. Do you start him this week with uh, Sutton potentially out? I think you only want to play him if Sutton doesn't play this week. And Mm -hmm. if we're in that same scenario you just described where we're stuck waiting until game time to know for sure, you're probably better off taking the known quantity instead of rolling Jerry Judy out there this week. But if you do have Judy and Sutton, probably a very, very small percentage of people out there, uh, you do have that built-in fallback. I think Judy's good enough to be that next guy up if you're relying on Sutton. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. A couple other wide receiver injuries, a couple of big ones. Kenny Galladay and Mike Evans both missed practice completely on Thursday, so bad news there. The silver lining with those two guys is that they both play in games that kick off on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern in the early slate, so you're not going to have to make any uncomfortable decisions with Galladay or Mike Evans. You will know if they are playing or if they are not playing for sure. When you set your lineups, we'll have our fingers crossed for all of you out there who have these two guys that they are indeed playing. Golden Tate was limited in practice on Thursday. He, too, has a hamstring injury. And Deontay Johnson also missed practice on Thursday with a foot injury. I grouped these two guys together because they are playing one another, or at least their teams are playing one another in that first game on Monday Night Football. Giants and Steelers in New York again. It's a similar question here because we might not have good intel on where these two guys are by the time we're setting our lineups on Sunday. To me, Golden Tate is an easy sit. Unless we get great news that he is for sure playing, he returns to a full practice on Friday, then he's an easy sit, even if it's a limited practice. And you would have to be pretty thin at wide receiver to be thinking about Golden Tate probably as a starter to begin with. So for me, Golden Tate is an easy sit, and I think Sterling Shepard becomes a pretty easy start. Darius Slayton's probably the most interesting guy in this mix. If we know Tate is out, how far up are you pushing Darius Slayton, Derek? Probably just five or ten spots among receivers. Not a, a sky-high jump. I mean, they have Evan Ingram there at tight end who's going to get his share of targets. Obviously, Barkley can catch some passes too. Uh, but I do think the idea of having Slayton in a lineup is a lot easier to stomach if Golden Tate is out. I think when all three of Shepard, Slayton, and Tate are there, I think we're going to see a lot of weeks where Tate is third, or I should say Slayton is third, in that pecking order for that group of receivers. When you have other players around them who are involved in the passing game, that could be a pretty thin target share unless the Giants happen to be in a shootout that week. Yeah, and that actually could describe this week. Jake Seeley is all over the uh, Steelers. He said it on our uh, uh, rankings edition of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast on Wednesday, at least twice, that he thinks uh, the Steelers are putting up 30-plus this week. So he thinks that's a game that could get into shootout potential, or at least shootout for the Steelers and chase mode for the Giants. And if it does play like that, and this is something that we expect to be the case, this is a Giants defense that, at least as the season begins, we think we are going to be picking on for fantasy purposes. You might be a little bit more tempted than 
than usual to roll the dice on Deontay Johnson's injury status. Again, the foot injury did miss practice on Thursday. It would still be a little risky for me. The one thing I can maybe talk myself into if I really wanted to play Deontay Johnson and didn't have good word on him before a lineup start to lock on Sunday and players start to play is the fact that James Washington is pretty lightly owned across the fantasy community. Depending on where you play your fantasy football, uh, his roster rate ranges anywhere between you know, 9-10% and you know the mid-20s. So there's a good chance if you're out there and you have Deontay Johnson, you might be able to pick up James Washington now, play him if Deontay Johnson is unable to go. Is that something you would consider just because this matchup is so, so juicy for the Steelers against the Giants? Yeah, I think I agree with Jake. I think there is a lot of shootout potential here. Some major questions about the Giants' defense. I think a healthy Ben Roethlisberger goes a long way toward bringing the Pittsburgh offense back to its pre-2019 sorts of norms. And it's a great point about the availability of Washington. He's a bit more of a deep threat than than Deontay Johnson, uh, but I think he could pretty capably be the number two option in this passing game if Johnson is unavailable. So I would, in fact, be comfortable starting Washington if Johnson is ruled out. We'll be watching all of these wide receiver injuries. Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, Golden Tate, and Deontay Johnson over the next couple of days. Uh, NFL season, it has begun. Derek, some of you out there probably going to want to be gambling on this NFL season, but Manscaped wants to make sure that you don't also gamble on shaving. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of the ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and has an LED light on it so you can see everything that is going on. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code VATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code VATHLETIC20. Talking about erectile dysfunction, it's not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, just given any sort of excuses we can to get out of that discussion. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It is simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com football15 and complete an online visit. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Go to GetRoman.com football15 today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com football15. GetRoman.com football15. All right, Derek, next thing to move on to here is offensive coordinator in Baltimore, Greg Roman, saying that the, quote, division of labor in the team's backfield will change, quote, on a week-to-week basis. Really nice uh, note from you, Greg, there. It makes it a lot easier to decide what we're doing with Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. Um, In all seriousness, we knew that this is going to be a timeshare. We knew from the moment that uh, it probably wasn't Roger Goodell announcing the the, the names at this point of the draft, but whoever announced J.K. Dobbins' name, on draft day going to Baltimore. From that moment, we knew that this was going to be some sort of significant timeshare in Baltimore this season. Obviously, you are starting Mark Ingram in week one. Are you starting J.K. Dobbins in week one? Could be a decent matchup with the Cleveland Browns. Ravens favored by eight and a half. At least suggest that they could have a nice lead where they end up leaning on the run game late in the game. I think you could justify it. The Ravens are a touchdown favorite in this matchup. And I think, as we've said before, the depth chart the Ravens put out previously is worthless. 
Um, Ingram is <laughs> the lead back for now. They wouldn't have invested a second round pick in Dobbins if they didn't expect him to be a prominent part of the offense sooner rather than later. And let's not kid ourselves into thinking that Dobbins is really going to play behind Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. So with that in mind, I think any game where you see the Ravens favored by a touchdown or more, that's going to happen a decent amount this year. You could probably see both Ingram and Dobbins being fantasy viable. Ingram kind of a mid-range RB2. Dobbins probably right in that meaty part of the the flex range in the rankings most weeks, at least for now. And, And maybe their roles flip over time. Maybe Dobbins becomes the lead back between now and the end of the season, and Ingram plays the more complimentary sort of role. But I do think they're both absolutely in play in this particular matchup in Week 1. Yeah, so do I, and I almost think there's no bad script here for either of these guys. Either it plays to the 8.5-point favorite that the Ravens are, they run away with it, and they are running a ton, and we know they're going to run a ton anyways. really doesn't matter what sort of game script, game flow they're dealing with, so you've got that. Or the Browns' offense, which you know I love and I am totally buying this year, keeps up with the Ravens, and this is a game that goes back and forth where there's a lot of scoring, where there's really no wrong answer here. I guess the only wrong answer would be if the Browns get out to a huge lead. We don't expect that, and that would actually probably play more into Dobbins' hands than Ingram. So really, no bad way. I think both of those guys are starter viable, and obviously Mark Ingram is locked in to starting lineups here this week. couple other injuries that we want to hit on. We've got some good news good news injuries here uh, to wrap things up before we get to our final big story of the day. Amari Cooper, uh, he also has a hamstring injury, but Mike McCarthy says all systems go. He will be getting his usual full workload in week one. Kenyon Drake, we were so concerned about him a couple of weeks ago, rounding third and headed toward home in the end of draft season because he was in that walking boot. Out of the walking boot, He technically has a foot injury. They're still talking about it, but not even on the injury report here on Thursday. So feeling very good about Kenyon Drake with the Cardinals taking on the 49ers in week one. Got to do our usual daily update of the Jacksonville backfield. Derek wouldn't be an episode of Fantasy Football in 15 without it. Divino Zigbo on IR. So he's on IR. Ryquel Armstead is out for at least the first couple games of the season being on the COVID list, that leaves James Robinson completely alone as a running back in this backfield. Of course, Chris Thompson is there, but we know what his sort of role is. The team also signed Dario Gunbawale on Thursday, who would be expected in most circumstances to have a role similar to what Chris Thompson already has in Jacksonville. I'm going to ask you the question today that I asked you on our Thursday morning show, Derek. James Robinson, viable starter in week one? Creeping up the ranks uh, for the week at the very least. Still probably a high-end flex play, a low-end RB2. I think there's always going to be a concern that if the Jags fall behind, they could get really heavy uh, with the Chris Thompson usage in the passing game since he's a pretty clear passing down option for them. But this is just a little bit of good news for Robinson. And it's you know always unfortunate when IR illness situations uh, create an opportunity for someone else in the NFL, but that's just the nature of the game. So... Uh, I don't think I'm starting him over anybody who I'd already drafted in the leagues where I picked him up. Right. Uh, I'm in a for- for fortunate position in week one. I've got a healthy backfield and a good flex option I can play over him. But I wouldn't feel terrible about playing him if I didn't have three guys I liked better. You know, I think he's going to yeah. get enough work where he's probably going to be viable against the Colts this week. I think that's the perfect way to say it. And if you are someone who has James Robinson on your bench this week and he does have a good game, 
Don't be sad about it. You didn't have a great reason to play him with the guys that you drafted in front of him or before you were able to pick him up. And if he has a good game in week one, all that means is that he is entrenching himself as the starter, as the go-to running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that is definitely good news, not bad news, even if it feels like wasted points on your bench. I'm actually going to throw a few more injuries out here before we say goodbye here this morning. Just updating some items from Thursday. Mike Kosicki, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Jalen Rager. We had talked about all of them being limited on Wednesday. They were all limited on Thursday as well. No practice for Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk. So, could be trending in the wrong direction for both those guys. Got to believe it's going to be hard for Debo Samuel to get out there after the injury he suffered over the summer and no practice at all, likely, before Sunday. That's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. If you are not yet an Athletic subscriber, you can go and get a subscription for $1 a month. That's right, just $1 a month at theathletic.com slash football in 15 and if you're out there listening on a platform you can leave us a rating and review we would greatly appreciate it for dvr i am michael beller fantasy football in 15 we'll be back with you on monday until then have a great weekend and enjoy all the football